This is Healthcare Strategies. This podcast was recorded remotely due to the coronavirus pandemic. As a result, the quality may be a little lower than our usual standards. We appreciate your patience as we practice social distancing. From all of us at Intelligent Healthcare Media, stay healthy, stay safe, and enjoy the latest episode of Healthcare Strategies. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies. I'm Emily Sokol, Senior Researcher and Editor at Extelligent Healthcare Media. Today, we are speaking with Cheryl Eck, Associate Vice President of Strategy and Planning at Edward Elmhurst Health, an integrated health system in Illinois. Cheryl is passionate about Edward Elmhurst Health's vision to transform the healthcare experience, safe, seamless, and personal, and inspires leadership, staff, and providers to look innovatively at opportunities to advance healthcare. In her current role, Cheryl has been a driving force around developing a culture of innovation at Edward Elmhurst Health and a system roadmap and structure to advance consumer-driven strategies and inspire digital innovation and execution. Today, we are talking to Cheryl about how Edward Elmhurst Health is leveraging new technologies and improving the digital health experience for their patients to connect them with the most appropriate care. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you, Emily. Thank you for the introduction. I'm excited to be here today. Awesome. So I'm wondering, Cheryl, if to actually start the conversation, you could give us an overview of Edward Elmhurst's digital health experience and what it looks like to patients. Certainly. I will start by saying we are a rather large integrated healthcare system in Illinois, um, and we have um, the whole span of healthcare services from you know acute care hospitals, behavioral hospitals, um, to all primary care access points and low acuity care. Um, so part of the digital experience uh, for our health system, given that we have so many sites of cares and level of care, is really to create um, an experience that is seamless to patients no matter where they, they choose to come to us for care. And we're trying to kind of connect the patient experience with digital technology across the horizon. So in terms of, I guess, the experience work um, and how the digital health experience really looks like at Edward Elmhurst Health, um, it's really work in progress, but we do try and look at the entire patient journey from early search to triage, to scheduling, to intake, to when care is actually received, to ongoing engagement. And we try to figure out how we can pepper in digital technology and solutions across their journey with our healthcare system that are really complementary and help enhance the in-person care that everyone receives. Um, so the patient experience really has been evolving over the years, and we've implemented a lot of tools. This has been, I think, heightened and expedited um, profoundly with the COVID pandemic to really look at digital tools that provide better access to care for our patients and also help keep our providers safe and also um, patients safe that are, that are within our hospital walls. So what the journey kind of looks like, just to give you a little bit more of a flavor of what it looks like in real life is the digital journey really starts with search. And we try to look at a lot of digital um, solutions to try and enhance that search so that patients can find the, the appropriate care that they need at the right time and the right place. We have a lot of online self-service um, search possibilities for patients, as well as online scheduling that is really enhanced and taking off really significantly. So the days of calling 
to schedule an appointment don't really have to exist too much longer. Um, patients can go right online and schedule their appointments, change their appointments, adjust as needed. They're able to digitally go and review patient profiles, details. So that's all part of the experience. They're able to get price estimates online. Um, again, they're able to contact digitally. We have a lot of e-check-in and geolocation technology that we've implemented. So again, prior to patients even getting um, to our sites of care, whether it's a physician office, a walk-in clinic, an immediate care, or the hospital, they're able to do a lot of activities online that really make it seamless once they arrive. And then I think the newer things that we're doing is really trying to connect with patients at home, remote monitoring, um, and through other technologies to make sure that we're connected to them and their healthcare, even once they leave our facilities. So that's just a, a little example of what the experience can look like. Um, it's different for every service line and service, but we're trying to look at solutions that really complement that in-person care. That's great. And it sounds like the solutions are really from the moment the patient enters the Edwards Elmhurst system to the end of care or the continuation of care. It's very wraparound. Exactly. We're trying to look at not just individual solutions, but we're trying to look holistically at uh, digital capabilities that can kind of complement the whole patient journey. Cheryl, I know that you had mentioned how the digital health experience has really uh, taken off and, and accelerated in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm wondering uh, what challenges you see at Edward Elmhurst to helping patients find the best care sites. But I'm wondering particularly in light of the COVID-19 pandemic, all of the digitizing and patients really being almost bombarded with information, what digital solutions you were offering that helped accomplish some of these goals and helping patients find the right care when they need it at the appropriate time? Sure. You know, I think just to take a step back, the one thing to think about even prior to COVID, again, being a large integrated health system and all health systems are rather complex. I think some of the challenges that, that we faced and we faced even more intensely with COVID and continue to face it is just trying to help people really navigate the complex healthcare systems that we have um, and really understanding you know, what they need and helping them to quickly find the appropriate level of care for their current situation. Um, it can be really confusing. It can be really frustrating to people who are trying to get into the healthcare system. Even for those of us that are close to it, it's very complex. So I think some of the challenges that, that we faced and particularly with COVID is that we definitely have limited manpower staffing in healthcare. So we wanna make sure that our staff is really using the most efficient means to connect with patients. So one of the challenges is really limited manpower. We know the other challenge that we faced with COVID was a huge increase of information needs and access to care through COVID. And we continue to see that today, even with additional surges in COVID that we're seeing right now in Illinois. We also were seeing and continue to see with COVID is people are confused on where to go for care. So those are some of the challenges and we really wanted to try and utilize digital technology to help really navigate patients through our health system in a much better way. What we started looking at were some digital tools that would really help us connect with patients early in their search when they're looking for information, where they, when they're confused where to go from care, and really um, utilize some advanced AI-powered virtual assistance that we were seeing out in the marketplace to solve some of these problems. And Cheryl, can you elaborate more on the usefulness and sort of the case study for AI-powered virtual assistants? What's making this technology so beneficial and why would you maybe recommend it to other hospitals or health systems? Sure. So just to tell you a little bit about what we 
talk about when we're mentioning virtual navigation is really it's um, an AI-powered chatbot. We, we've done it on our website. We've done it on our, our mobile app, and we're integrating it as part of our patient portal. And really, it allows in a very friendly way for patients to be able to go online, and if they're searching for information, um, they're able to quickly get to a self-service friendly virtual navigation system where they can ask questions. And within a minute or two, they're really able to kind of navigate the healthcare system and find either more information or where they should potentially consider going for care. It was right at the cusp of COVID when it had started in the spring where we were looking at some solutions really just to help our patients navigate between walk-in clinics, emergency care clinics, our ED departments, where there was a lot of confusion on where to go for care and what patients needed. And we realized really quickly COVID was looming and patients were going to have a lot of questions and potentially their existing access points, like their primary care physician offices, were going to be closed. And where would they go for care and how would they navigate the health system and how would they understand what was going on with the pandemic? So this technology really allows consumers to sort of assess um, medical symptoms and conditions online and kind of guide through navigation to understand what venues of care exist and really assess some of their symptoms and understand you know, places where they can get some more information or potentially care if they need it. The technical solutions have really evolved in the past several years to be very sophisticated and have multiple symptoms, um, thousands in some cases, where they can really successfully navigate patients without human intervention accurately. And then also we've put a friendly face on our AI chatbot and we call her Eleanor. And she kind of tries to make the experience really friendly and approachable. That's great. You outlined very clearly the use case during COVID. And I would imagine that an AI powered virtual assistant would be incredibly helpful moving forward as well. What role do you see this technology playing in the future in a post COVID world? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we started with a quick implementation of a tool just to help answer questions and navigate care around COVID. Um, and we were able to constantly update that as the situation changed too, in terms of um, access points available. And then in about three months after that, we implemented a broader solution that really is a low acuity symptom checker, particularly now it's focused for adults, that you're able to go in and really navigate a whole host of conditions and get to um, a lot of information and a lot of, of assistance. Where this is really going in the future, where we want to take it is to expand it um, obviously to the whole population, to pediatrics, as well as we want to integrate it into our back-end EHR, as well as our call center system. So if you as a consumer or patient, you're searching for options, you're trying to understand maybe a health condition that you're faced with, you go online, potentially you go to eehealth.org, our website, you see our friendly chat Eleanor pop up and say, can I help you? I'm your virtual assistant you're walking through your situation, you're getting some answers, some information, we could also quickly transition that to live chat with our nurse triage center, our call center to potentially in-person care or virtual care. So a nice seamless transition for you um, as a consumer to seek care. So that's that's the vision of where it's headed. There's probably other possibilities as well that we haven't even explored yet. That's great. And Cheryl, you've done a great job of outlining all of the good things about using an AI-powered virtual assistant and some of the, these digital care solutions, but 
What were some of the challenges that you faced when implementing these technologies and how did you overcome them? I'll talk specifically about this AI uh, virtual assistant, but you know, I think you face it with any digital innovation in healthcare is it's really trying to explain to key stakeholders within the organization the benefits and the value and the challenge of obtaining clinical buy-in sometimes when things are new, especially a product like this that has a sort of deep clinical algorithms in it. But what we did to overcome at least that one challenge was we just made sure upfront we involved a lot of key stakeholders. And that was, you know, stemming from executive leadership to operational leaders to physician champions and really uh, tried to get some key advocates so that we could move forward. And then as we implemented, we again continued to make sure that we had the right players at the table. And we worked hand in hand and we still do with some key physician stakeholders um, at least for this solution, for the, the virtual assistant, where we review things in detail from a clinical perspective to make sure that they're comfortable. And so it's really important, I think, to involve key physician leaders and involve any department that's involved in any digital solution that you're innovating with. I would say the other big challenge, I think, with anything new and novel like this is looking at risk and potential of risk, especially if you're providing some digital clinical tools and understanding you know, what is really the, the risk and is the technology advanced enough and does it provide accurate information back? And really the way we mitigated that was, again, we worked closely with our legal and risk department, as well as some actual users of these tools, just to make sure that we were vetting the accuracy of the information that was being delivered throughout, um, in particular, this chat bot. It's natural initially, um, especially in healthcare, for people to be resistant to change. But I think with information and with communication and being able to demonstrate sort of the value and the problem that you're trying to solve with any digital solution, you can really overcome that. You actually set me up perfectly, Cheryl, for my next question, which was if you could talk a little bit more about the role that patients played in this process as stakeholders as you were implementing the technologies. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, you know, I think with anything we do, we do try to make sure that we're involving our patients or stakeholders in the community. So we actually have some different committees, fondly called our PFAC committees at Edward Elmhurst, and that's Patient Family Advisory Councils. So when we uh, implement a new technology, you know, and again, for example, this Eleanor Digital Chatbot, we sort of demonstrated to them early on, even prior to implementation, just to see you know, what's their reaction to the concept? Does it really solve problems from the patient perspective? Would it help them navigate our complex care system? And there's sort of a representative council of patients within our community, different demographics, different age mixes, um, which really give us great feedback. I think since implementation, I think the other way we, we do get feedback in terms of making sure that we're hitting the mark with um, meeting patient needs is we, we do get a lot of detailed reporting on how the chatbot is working. We've had 50,000 users to date since March, so we're having a lot of activity. We do find that it takes about one to two minutes to get through, you know, the series of questions through the navigation or to get information. And we find that very few people drop off. It's about a 95%, you know, completion rate of sort of the checking process. And we're, we're also looking at detailed data in terms of if they do drop off, why are they dropping off and do we need more information or a different way to hold them through? And the beauty of this tool too is, you know, because it is AI powered, it will learn as we go. 
And so we continue to try and evolve and enhance it really based off how the tool is being used from specific data that we get, and then also direct patient uh, you know, feedback from users that are using it. You know, the one other thing I should mention too, which I thought was interesting too, as we launched Eleanor, we actually did a soft launch with our employees first because we have over 9,000 employees in the organization and we felt like they are users of our healthcare service and our system. And they would be great patient stakeholders to kind of use the tool first to see how it works. Selected surveys, um, we kind of did competition to get people to use it and, and get their feedback on it. And then we adjusted and enhanced the tool from their feedback as well. That's a great strategy. And I feel like a really good way to get buy-in from the rest of your organization as well, if they're the ones who are using the technology as well and providing advice on its development. Absolutely. The last question that I have for you, Cheryl, is what advice you would give to other hospitals and health systems who are trying to implement these digital solutions? What lessons have you learned from rolling out technologies like these to help bring patients to the right side of care at the right time that you want to pass on to your colleagues? Yeah, I think I think my main advice would be don't wait. Oftentimes in, a, in larger health systems, it's it's tough to get sort of consensus from everyone to move forward. But I think really the timing is right for this type of technology and many digital solutions, even beyond this virtual navigation, are really important. Consumers really want self-service. They are embracing the technology. The technology is getting more sophisticated to really guide people appropriately through search and, and connection with care. So I think, you know, don't wait, commit to getting buy-in and trying to sell the idea broadly. Look for those physician champions. One thing we, we learned and one advice I would give too is take a phased approach because oftentimes it's hard to, I think, garner the support and all the resources you need to do sort of a big bang with some digital solutions, including things like virtual navigation. But if you phase it out and you take small bites and evolve and enhance as you go, it's an easier way to get things off the ground and continue to get support and buy-in. Um, and it also gets you quicker to market and quicker to meeting consumers' needs in this space. The timing is now really to start looking at how digital solutions like this can really help consumers, but also help health systems. It does have the benefit of not only easing navigation issues with patients, providing more convenience and better alignment with care, but it also allows us to work more efficiently and take more pressure off our call centers and off our clinical triage staff so that you know they can be really focused on answering those questions and working with some, some maybe more complex navigation issues. So don't wait, start now. Great, I think that's awesome advice, Cheryl, and there's no better time like the present. Well, Cheryl, I wanna thank you as well for having this conversation with us today. I think it was incredibly important and I really appreciated your insights. I'm sure our listeners did as well. Thank you, I, I really appreciated being on today. And for our listeners, what digital solutions is your organization implementing to bring patients to the right care at the right time? Let us know your answers at HIT Analytics and share this podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been an Intelligent Healthcare Media production.